Welcome to the Side Pods Podcast at www.sidepods.com. Now, get ready for the drop of the green flag. Welcome to the Side Pods Podcast. This is Derek Ross, your host of Side Pods, the podcast all about open wheel racing cars. Turning left, turning right. Could be the Indy 500, just turn left there. Could be the Monaco Grand Prix, well, left and right there. Any kind of race car that's got a side pod. What are they? What are they good for? Sponsors love them. That's where the primary sponsor usually goes on an open wheel race car. Well, they also do a lot of other things too. They take care of the radiators, for cooling the oil, for cooling water, and they also help with the deflection of air under the car or through the car or through the side pods. Side Pods Podcast. We hope to explore the people behind the wheel, behind the wrenches, and behind the scene. So give a listen, see what you think. Thanks for joining us today on Side Pods Podcast. Hello, this is Derek Ross. I'm a race Sherpa, and I love what I do. I get to take people around racetracks, fill them in on all the details, give them behind-the-scenes info, and I'm their racing subject matter expert, and I absolutely love motorsports. This is Derek Ross, probing into the question of why we race. Why do we race? It's a question that has many answers. Sometimes it's a question that's not ever asked. Maybe it's a question that we need to ask. Ask ourselves. Ask our teammates. Ask our loved ones. Ask our spouses. Ask the garage. Ask the car. Sure. Car's not going to tell you why we race. Has to come from within. I'm standing in Gasoline Alley. Yes, the original Gasoline Alley. Back from 1911. It's gone through a number of changes over the years, but it's still a major heartbeat of motorsport worldwide. Gasoline Alley, a name that conjures up images, people's minds. It's like a book. If you've never been here, you don't know what goes on. You have your own images. I'm standing 10 feet away from Roger Penske and his crew. Elio Castroneves, his car is coming in for pit stop practice right now. Why do we race? Why do each of these gentlemen working hard in this team devote hours and hours and years of their lives to the sport of motorsport. Roger Pinsky in his 70s, still working as hard as ever, the captain, RP, overseeing motorsport of all kinds, not just IndyCar, but NASCAR. Down in Australia as well, partnership down there in the Australian V8 Supercar Series. Why we race? It's a very personal question. It's not just the drivers, not just the team owners. Roger himself, of course, raced many years ago, stepped away from the seat to pursue business. Do remember reading an article in the old On Track magazine many years ago. One of his sons got to the point running Super V. He was given the question by Roger, a choice needs to be made. Continue in the business side of the sport, of the family, the Pinsky Empire, or continue racing. He could do either. He chose the business side. 
But I'm sure his answer is the same as Roger's or anyone else. Why do we race? In each case, it's a personal choice. I'm going to explore some of those answers to why we race here over the next little while. Join us as we look into the question of why do we race? Elio Castroneves drops over to see what's going on with his car. Yes, he's not actually in the car at the moment. One of the team members is as they roll it into place. If we asked Elio this weekend why he races, well, a big question is it easily answered, at least part of it here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Elio, a three-time winner of the Indianapolis 500, trying his hardest to become a four-time winner of the Indianapolis 500. Memory serves correct. There's only three people who've won three times. I should say four times. I have to look at my record book. But Elio wants to join the four-time winners. Rick Mears, his spotter, quite often for the 500, he sits off in turn two or turn three, being a guide for Elio in the race. Why he races, he's driven to race. It's a desire. It's a passion. Something we can't live without. Those of you who are listening who are current racers, or those of you who have raced in the past, or those of you who still race, you'll know what I mean. We often live our life still racing, no matter if we're at the racetrack or not. And I don't mean just in a rental car, heading to the airport when we're short of time, or frustrated because the day didn't go as well as we'd like at the track, and we take it out in a rental car. Of course, still obeying all speed limits, all local laws, of course. Because there's never been any incidents with race car drivers and rental cars. That in itself is a whole separate session. As I walk through Gasoline Alley, the hallowed names of the sport in years past comes to mind. Of course, the Andretti's, the Unser's, the Penske group, the Ganassi group. But we have newcomers to the world of motorsports all the time. The young guns come up through the fields working to take the place of the wily veterans. It's always been the way it's been. Think of Al Unser Sr. over the years. Often put in as a substitute for other drivers. I believe the year he won the championship, he started off as a substitute driver. I think he was 40 or 41 at that point. Tony Kanaan, now 40. Other drivers approaching that magic, magic 4-0 number. Why do they race? Do they need the money? Is it for the fame? Is it for fortune? Of course, the story of how you gain a fortune, small fortune in motorsports. You start with a large one. You know that story. Why do we race? Why we race? Is it the sound? Definitely part of it. The sound goes through your body. The sound is the sound of speed, sound of competition. Why do we race? Is it the sound? That's sure part of it. What would racing be without the sound? I guess you'd call that Formula E, Formula Electric. I haven't experienced that in person. But on the other hand, I 
I haven't heard them calling either, because I don't hear them. What you hear in the background is the sound of a Chevrolet IndyCar engine warming up in the garage at Gasoline Alley. It's a sweet sound. It's one that draws people near. The crowd gathers to see what's going on. The car is stationary, but it's moving fast. It's the number 88 car of Clausen. KVSH Racing, Jonathan Bird, Clausen. From the world of midgets and sprint cars. Doing the double. Running an Indianapolis 500 this weekend as well as Kokomo in a sprint car. Just can't get enough of that sound. we race the sound that's one part of it the crew member just told me he races because it's fun I said is it fun or is it an addiction no he said it's what we do sometimes racing can be fun sometimes racing can be an addiction but it certainly wouldn't be an addiction if it wasn't fun Challenges of racing are manifold. There's technology. There's temperament. Corporations get involved. Firestone, Goodyear, Pirelli, Continental, Hoosier. I could go on and on naming many tire companies. Manufacturers on the engine front. Chevrolet, Honda, Ferrari. And on and on. They're involved to prove a point, to test the original use of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was for automotive testing. This was a hotbed of automotive technology many years ago, and it still works to be that today. Works to be relative. Excuse me. Works to be relevant, I should say. Why do we race? Do we race only at the racetrack, or does it stop there? When we're driving, do we try to find the street that'll save us 20 seconds off our course, going to the post office when we're at home? Do we try to beat our friends somewhere? Say, go. You go one direction, I go the other. When we're in the line at the supermarket, do we try to find the shortest line? Or are we content just to let it ride and get to the counter? whenever why do we race 
many reasons. We race because, because race car, because it's what we do, because we're racers, because we can't stop racing. You alright? Huh? You alright? Oh yeah. Ouch. That happened. sound you hear is a grinder working on a very small piece of metal for one Pablo Montoya's car. The intricacy that is these cars, the technology, the precision, the preciseness goes beyond reason sometimes. But that's okay. That's why we race. Millions of dollars was spent in development in terms of safety in terms of technology, computer designed parts and pieces. But then they hit the racetrack. That's why they race. May look good, may work well, simulated, but there's nothing like the real thing. Nothing like the actual test of a car or parts and pieces on the racetrack. Why do we race? Because it's what we do. Some team members and teams have been working for over 20 years for the same group, the same organization. They can't stop racing. It's what they do. John, I'm just talking about you. Over 20 years, same organization. That was John, tire man for Penske. Known him since the early 90s. Late 90s, I should say with the Penske organization for many, many years in many different capacities. He's an integral part of the operation, just as is every team member on the organization. There's often the ones you see on TV, and then it's the ones you don't see on TV. Some of them making contributions that are just as important as those you see on the front line. As Roger Penske would say, the final execution, that is critical. There's no backstepping. Have to execute. But you can't execute unless you've got the right parts, pieces, and the right man and woman power. The right people. The organization. Can't race unless you have all the parts and pieces together. My father would say that he never understood how I could stomach racing sometimes. Didn't know at first what he meant. But he said, you're out there in a small part fails you've done everything you can small part fails you're out of the race you have to step away you can't do it anymore you can't do your job I was like yeah that's right dad but I did everything I could and that's why I race because I know when I race I do everything I can to make it happen for the best outcome possible. And it's the same thing for every team member, every crew member. They're committed. The hours these guys spend at Gasoline Alley or in the garages in Mooresville, North Carolina. 
or in the backwoods of some small town you never heard of on a Friday night working hard on their car do they put in 40 plus hours of work not only providing for their families but also trying to make enough money so they can go to the races they're committed why do they race? because they are committed some people should some people say that maybe we should all be committed (laughs) I don't think so why do we race? it's different for every person motivation is there not just to race but to win at racing winning and racing and winning in life they're intertwined it's a definite connection more than you might think spotting a certain driver walking through the paddock right now running a partial schedule slight limp from an accident trying to make their name and show that they're worthy of a full-time ride in the IndyCar series it's the same no matter what the sport is whether it's touring car whether it's endurance racing sprint car racing open wheel formula car racing whatever it is with your team with your corporate backers trying to prove that you're worthy that your organization is worthy of being a part of something larger there's no one racer that does it all on their own reading many years ago Danny Sullivan a great article in Auto Week when he first started with the Penske organization he was uh, a little dumbfounded when it came to handing off everything to other people to take care of all the details and for him it was just focusing on driving that was something different for him he'd been used to like many other drivers all drivers coming up through the ranks unless you're in a situation where everything is handled having to be bottle washer cook cleaner janitor they're just called different things in motorsports running to get the parts cleaning the car finding the parts writing the check cleaning the shop keeping the wolves at bay so you can focus on your love why do we race? because we can why do we race? what is it we race? I say we're not an indie car driver not a stock car driver not a sprint midget or drag racer we're racers and racers race the question of why that's an open question why do you race we always want to hear your thoughts 206-888-4301 race drive interactive race remote comment line we want to hear why you race Where I'm standing has housed many, many different kinds of race cars. Many, many different kinds. 
of racers. Formula One. IndyCar. Indy Light. IMSA. We all share the same. The competition. The chance to better a teammate. The chance to better a rival. The chance to better the person next to us. Is it because it's all type A personalities? I don't think so. Everyone has their own story. Why we race. It's carb day. A day to eat biscuits and gravy. A day to stock up because adrenaline is needed. No, not really. It's not the carb day it is. The real carb day is here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indianapolis 500-mile race event. I'm down actually on the track surface. Cars will be flying, flying by here, I should say, at 230-plus miles an hour come race day. But it's Friday, carb day. Stands are packed. People are on their feet. Lots of adult beverages are being consumed. Juan Montoya is standing on the pit wall wearing his signature bright green neon glasses. And he's observing the pit stop competition. It's a different kind of race. Why is this race happening? This is recognition for the teams, not for the drivers. The drivers pull the car in, make it happen. But it's a race for pride. It's a race for the teams. Why they race? You'd have to ask each individual team member. Again, each person has their own motivation. The pit stop competition has a grand prize and it's bragging rights until next year. Some of the major teams, Penske, has won it more than once, sometimes back to back. Sometimes new records get set. I know over the years in the Penske group, the teams have practiced during the week, not only for every pit stop that they're going to have at every race, also, we've been practicing for this major event. It's big bragging rights. The pit stop competition at the Indianapolis 500. This is the 99th running of the Indianapolis 500. I'm not sure that this is actually the 99th running of the pit stop competition. But if it's something you haven't seen before, you got to see it. The energy's crazy, the excitement. It's a beautiful, sunny day. Big, puffy white clouds climbing overhead in the sky. It's a beautiful, as they would say, Chamber of Commerce Day here in Central Indiana. It's a great day. Everyone's out. Everyone's in their best gear. Women, ladies, guys, all doing their very best. Going to get back now to another round of competition. Pit stop competition here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Indianapolis 500, 99th running. This is the pit stop competition, and this is part of why we race.
we race. You just listened to Charlie Kimball, number 83, and number 9, Scott Dixon, the pole sitter for the 99th running of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway's 500-mile racing event. Boy, that's a mouthful. They just went head-to-head in the pit stop competition. It's a different kind of race. It's a race, drag racing style, with a little pit stop thrown inside as well. It's a pit stop competition, something these teams practice for all year long. Major bragging rights. A major check as well. A little chance to get a little extra cash for the winning teams. And a whole bunch of pride. Winning the pit stop competition could be step number one of winning the Indianapolis Motor Speedway's 500-mile racing event. Elio Castroneves' car is getting pulled up in the line as we speak. Elio, of course, as everyone knows who follows motorsports with Elio, is the winner of the Dancing with Stars competition. That famous yellow suit he wore. He's also famous for a few other things. One of them, of course, is winning Indianapolis Motor Speedway three times. He's vying for his fourth win at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in the Indy 500. He got very close last year. Ryan Hunter Ray decided, sorry, I'm coming through. Not your day, buddy. It's going to be an exciting race. Pit stop competition adds a whole bunch of excitement. As if this place needed any more excitement. Earlier today, cars went, I believe it was, two miles an hour faster than they qualified. It was a very perfect day on the track. Low wind, sunshine, warm track temperature, cool ambient. They rocked and rolled out there. They put on a great show. And of course, it's carb day. There's a show inside of a show inside of a show, and lots of people showing themselves. Many of them showing more of themselves than anyone would ever like to see, or everyone should see in public. But that's another story. If you haven't experienced that, you need to come to carb day. Maybe that's why you race.
Andretti. I have a feeling about that car this year. I can't explain it. I'm not sure what it means. Just like the question, why do we race? It means something different to each person. But I've got a certain feeling about Marco Andretti this year. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if it's a scary feeling or if it's an exuberant feeling. One of joy or one of sadness. We're going to find out in a few hours, a few days from now, come Sunday. We start 33 drivers. This event, it's always a good chance that one of them won't be able to walk away under their own power. They'll need assistance. Hopefully that's not the case this year. It's been enough scary incidents already at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. James Hinchcliffe is not here at the track right now because he's recovering, of course, from a very bad accident. The accident itself didn't look that bad, but it actually became life-threatening for him. Thank goodness for the IndyCars Multiple Safety Team. He was in good hands right away. Why does James Hinchcliffe race? Well, we know why he's not racing this weekend. This is Derek Ross probing into the question of why we race. Hope you've enjoyed listening to SidePod's podcast. We're always looking to make this a better show, and we'd like to get your feedback. Now, there's two ways to do that. Please call us on our comment line. That's at area code 206-888-4301. And please let us know which podcast it is you're commenting on. Your comments may be used in upcoming shows. So if you got a good idea, call us in. Let us know what you think. Again, the number is 206-888-4301. Now, if you know somebody specifically that should be on this show, please let us know. We want to make this one of the best things you can find out there in the world of motorsports. This is Derek Ross. Thanks for listening to Side Pods. We'll see you at the track. You have been listening to the Side Pods podcast on Race Remote. Your host has been Derek Ross. To subscribe to the Side Pods podcast and for show notes and more information, You'll find us on the web at www.sidepods.com, and you'll also find us on iTunes. The SciPods podcast is a production of Race Drive Interactive, Inc., providing winning interactive solutions for the motorsports industry. SidePods podcast is copyright Race Drive Interactive, Inc. All rights are reserved. The SidePods podcast is a proud member show of the Race Remote Media Network. Motorsport at its best. No batteries required. For all the latest shows and updates, please visit www.raceremote.com. For marketing opportunities and more information, call our friendly marketing department at 818-430-RACE or see us on the web at www.raceremote.com. Thanks for supporting motorsports. Now get to a race event and take a friend. I'll see you at the track.